1: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. And the fan hotline is presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh trusted plumbing and HVAC HVAC provider for over 50 years. And joining us on the fan hotline now, it is Jason Mackey of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Jason, do I refer to you as columnist Jason Mackey or Pirates beat writer Jason Mackey yet? When, When does the official crossover happen? Yeah, so the switch flips on April 1st. So for the time
0: being I'm Pirates beat writer Jason Mackey but you you can call me whatever you want Josh I'm just happy you call me.
2: All right you big jerk? No I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no uh Jason congratulations first of all on uh taking Ron Cook's place as columnist at the Post Gazette. Th- those are uh those are big sometimes angry but uh pretty fun shoes that you get to fill there.
0: Man they're gigantic and I'll never fill them and I'm not going to try. Like, I think the world of Ron, I've told him this, uh, I think the world of of Gene and Bob Smizek and the legacy that we've had. And um, it's been my dream for a long, long time to try to put myself in position to follow those guys. Um, I'll never be those guys. I never tried to, but um, it's definitely kind of a pinch me moment in my career. I, 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 I've worked very hard. I, I take pride in that. And that, it, it, it's sort of happening um, or at least I have the chance to make it happen and, and hopefully carry on that legacy. So thank you. I'm excited to get going. Um, and yeah, it's just, it, it kind of knocks the words out of me. I'm full of a lot of hot air sometimes, but I struggle talking about that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Uh, I saw you so you're down in, in Bradenton, uh, that area right now. Uh, you're enjoying uh, someplace called uh, the ugly grouper. It looks like, which uh, looks pretty, pretty darn good according to the pictures you put out but what's the overall vibe like in Bradenton right now pretty uh exciting times as the players all begin their uh their preseason workouts here for the Buccos
0: yes sir so yeah ugly grouper on Anna Maria Island um as anybody who reads our paper probably knows I'm a bit of a Bradenton uh, this area food nerd and that the grouper tacos there are just absolutely impeccable. So the vibe at pirate city though, Josh, I mean, it's been very upbeat. It's been a little different. I, and I've been asking players to try to put their finger on what the difference is. And I, I, nobody's really come out and said this, but I mean, I've covered a few of these where it hasn't been like this and it's like, there are adults in the room. It's a real major league spring training. There's a purpose here. And I understand people are upset. They they need another starting pitcher. They didn't do enough this offseason. I get those complaints. But there's a much more business-like vibe in there right now where it's like, we're not worried about development. We're not worried about this prospect or who's getting better. Or, you know, we just want to improve these certain skills, and we're hoping. Like, they are expecting to compete. And people on the outside might think that's insane, and that's fine. But if you ask me what the vibe is like in there, there's a lot – more confidence and just, you know, veteran guys, guys who have been around and they expect this thing to go a certain way.
2: Is the sense that we're not the kids anymore? I mean, is that kind of Yeah. That that moniker is gone? It's weird because they're they're not the kids anymore, but they're still the kids. Like there's (laughs) kinda
0: Rowdy Tele Yeah, I was talking to Rowdy Tales about this and it's an interesting situation with the Pirates where they have a bunch of older players veterans established guys they also have a bunch of younger players kids who are light on experience there's not a lot in the middle and they need to have guys that sort of unite the two and I think Telez is an interesting part there where he's not old he's not young um, but he is outgoing and he is friendly and he is funny and to me he's one of those important bonds there Um, you know even Bednar Reynolds Hayes, Keller, like they're not veteran veterans, but they're obviously not young guys either. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot how those two sides work together. You know, the Henry Davises, Paul Skeens, Jared Triolo, Leo Verpiguerro, Quinn Priester, Rowanzi Contreras. Like that's your young guy crowd, you know, but how do they mesh with Aroldis Chapman, Martin Perez, Yasmani Grandal, um, you know, a couple other guys. So they, they need to figure that out. Spring training is a good time.
2: Talking with Jason Mackey from the Post Gazette. Uh, Jason, um, is Henry Davis uh, yoked out of his mind right now? I saw a video that you posted. <laughs> and the guy, I mean, I, 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 the guy literally looks like—and I said this the other day too—he looks like clean Mark McGuire right now, size-wise. He looks huge.
0: Dude, you're not the first person who have who has used the word yoked um, <laughs> relative to Henry Davis. I'll put it that way. Um, Henry Davis' batting practice has been quite a display down. Uh, The first day he took BP, their cars parked beyond the left field fence, and I was amazed that one of them didn't get dinged. The next day, one did, and I (laughs) I tweeted out the photo of that. He has looked really good. I mean, and yes, he looks yoked. Um, He's a a solid 227, might even be more than that. I mean, I I think I tweeted something to the effect that he could play fullback, and it looks like it. But with Henry, it's going to come down to his defense. I, I really don't have any doubt that he's going to be able to hit and produce offensively. Can he defend? That being said, Josh, his defense down here has been excellent. It really has. They threw to bases today. I mean, he's moving around back there, throws are on point. I watched those same throws last year, and they were extremely wild. Now, I mean, one day does not a spring training make, so I'm not trying to go crazy. But, you know, I've watched him catch a couple bullpens. I've watched him catch a couple live BPs. I have seen zero hiccups in his catching. And, again, it's only been four or five days. Slow it down. But it, it, if he can catch, uh, he's on this team, number one. Number two, the conversation then becomes how many games does he catch?
2: Well, Jason, obviously uh, you're aware of this. There's been some talk about maybe he has to start the season in AAA. It sounds like from what you're telling no, us that's – come out. <laughs> it sounds. It sounds like, from what you're telling us right now, that 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 might not exactly be the case when the season does get underway.
0: Dude, he's been the best catcher in camp by a mile. Nice. I, it, the the idea now that he would go to AAA is mind blowing. Um, I now here's where I come down on that. I mean, it is possible. Sure, it's possible. And. and I feel like Ben Charrington and Derek Shelton have both said the same thing, probably for a reason, that he's only caught 79 games. And in the scheme of things, yes, that's a relatively low number. And they're going to be quick to point out guys who have caught more games than that. And that's fine. And I I think what they're trying to do there is not turn the pressure up on Henry. And it's perfectly okay. Uh, The way they're looking at this is that if Henry Davis stinks defensively and he doesn't hit, he's probably going to AAA. Mm Mm-hmm. Between you and I and, and people listening, like I don't think he's going to stink defensively, and I do think he's going to hit. So why would you send him to AAA? If you're trying to win. You know, Yasmani Grandal profiles best as a backup catcher at this point, which is fine. I mean, he's ex- an expensive backup catcher, but he's a, a bit of an insurance policy. As long as Henry Davis performs, he's going to be with the big club. Okay,
1: picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today
2: Jason uh, I know you uh, you tweeted out a picture of uh, Bob Nutting speaking with Mitch Keller down there uh, as well yeah. what's the status of that contract situation look like are you optimistic something can get worked out or will get worked out where do things sit with Mitch Keller and the Pirates when it comes to keeping him here longer term
0: yeah this offseason Josh I was not thrilled with you know, or I should say not feeling super optimistic that something would get done with Mitch. I talked to Mitch the other day about this, and um, he w- he was very optimistic it would happen. Um, from what I understand, this got fairly down, fairly far down the road last season, and became one of those things where it's tough to negotiate in season, where you're getting an input every five days and how he's performing, and you know they just couldn't seem to agree on a number that works. I think Keller really wants to be here. I think the Pirates really want him to be here. I think the Pirates see value in him being here. So after watching those conversations and eavesdropping a little bit, I mean, Nutting and and Mitch were not talking about the extension stuff. Um, I was listening in, and I'm not going to go listen in and then say what they were talking about on the radio. But, like, seeing those conversations take place, knowing how the sides feel about one another, honestly, man, like, this should get done. This should get done at some point this spring. It makes too much sense for it not to get done. So, I mean, I, I'm not saying it's imminent. I'm not happening saying it's going to happen in the next couple of days, but it, it would not surprise me if they find common ground.
2: That's uh, definitely good news. I think if you're a Pirates fan, and if you're, if you're a Mitch Keller fan, uh, for sure. Uh, we're talking with Jason Mackey from the post-Gazette. Uh, Jason, I think there's still some questions speaking of that position about starting pitching the rotation, As we stand right now on February 19th, what does their rotation look like to you? Is there another signing to come? Um, And then we'll talk about the bullpen after that. But uh, where where do things stand right now when it comes to their rotation, do you think?
0: Yeah, still too thin in my opinion. Um, And I think they probably share that opinion. If you're going to sketch it out right now, I mean, obviously Mitch Keller is going to get the ball on opening day, right? And then you're going to go from there to Marco Gonzalez and Martin Perez. From that point, it's a lot of uncertainty. You've got at least two spots, maybe three. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they went to a six man rotation. They've got some older guys and they like to do some funky stuff with pitching. But, I mean, at this point, Josh, I still expect them to do something. I do. I mean, that's everything you hear around this team. Like, they need another starting pitcher. They know they need another starting pitcher. Whether that's via trade, via free agent signing, I don't know. But, you know, Blake Snell's not anywhere. Jordan Montgomery's not anywhere. I'm not saying that the Pirates are going to sign either of those two guys. They're not. But I mean, there are much bigger dominoes to fall. So it's a weird thing with the baseball offseason. I'm not sure it's a good thing for the sport. I'd like to see this stuff done earlier. But for what for a couple different reasons, it's dragging out. And, yeah, I mean, if it's Edward Cabrera, somebody else from the Marlins, somebody else from the Mariners, Noah Syndergaard, Domingo Herman. I'm not quite sure. But, yeah, I do expect them to have another starting pitcher brought in here.
2: You mentioned Edward Cabrera. That's, I think, the one that's had the most buzz. Uh, that that comes via trade. What's the, I guess, uh, what's the return for Miami going to look like? I mean, what would the Pirates need to give up to bring in a guy like that?
0: Yeah, I mean, probably young pitching. Peter Bendix is their GM now, and he's got a, a pretty strong raise history that's generally what they hunt for in trades, you know, pitchers, projectable pitchers. So I, I think about that. You're probably a three piece return. I don't think this is just me speculating, but hearing, you know, what's sort of been discussed that it would take Chandler, Solamedo, um who else? Mar Skeens. I mean, the pirates wouldn't be interested in dealing those guys. That would be a non-starter, but like, I don't think it would take a premium package of prospects. Um, whether they get there, I don't know. But I I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a three – you know, if this gets done, it winds up being a three-piece deal and you've got like two higher end but maybe one of them lower level pitching prospects, that sort of thing.
2: You mentioned the, the name Skeens. What are we looking like for Paul Skeens, do you think? When's he going to be at the major league level? And uh, I guess what has been – your impression of, of what you've heard about Skeens uh, in the early days of spring training?
0: I mean, I love this, man. I, I, I love this. It, it, him not being with the major league club, like, it, it can't possibly be long. Now, I understand where the Pirates are coming from on this, and that's basically we want to see him make starts in the minor leagues and we want to see him get on a five-day rotation and we want to see him earn his way up here. Like, even Strasburg took some time in the minor leagues. Even Garrett Cole took some time in the minor leagues. I don't expect Paul Skeens to make the team out of camp, and that's fine. But I don't expect it to be terribly long. Um, Based on the stuff I've seen from Skeens, talking to Paul, I watched one of his bullpens. That was one of the coolest things I've seen on this beat, Josh, where, like, I mean, let's remember, he's a 21-year-old kid, right? Like, a lot of these guys are just, like, wide-eyed, happy to be here, sort of stunned, deer-in-the-headlights look while throwing a bullpen. In these bullpens, they've got all kinds of tech. You know, a pitcher can turn around, look at a giant TV screen, and it's talking about all the different metrics to his pitches. Not only is Paul interested, like, he knows exactly what he's looking at. He knows exactly, oh, I I need to do this. I need to, you know, move this down here. And he's telling the coach what – is happening. It's, it's fascinating. I mean, the dude's going to be ready for it. I, I really don't have any doubt that he's going to be just fine, but I understand the Pirates wanting to see it first.
2: Jason, last thing for you. You know, we talked about the rotation, and obviously I think the Skeens factor may be playing a little bit of a role perhaps in this on, you know, how aggressive they are in the pitching market, but one thing that does seem for certain is that this team has the potential of you know, one of the very best bullpens in all of baseball. Is that leading perhaps to them feeling like, hey, maybe we don't need to go all in on a rotation because if we get to the fifth inning, we know that we can beat teams with what we have in the bullpen. Are they a little – is there a little bit more wiggle room or maybe not as much pressure there on them to go in on starting pitching depth because of what they have in their bullpen? Yeah, I
0: mean, I think it's kind of an input – I do think they would like to have more starting pitching depth than they have. Like, I, th- I think they're aware of how thin and how bad it can get with starting pitching. But, yes, I mean, that's why they pivoted to the bullpen. And people might look at that and think they're insane, but they're basically saying, like, look, $15 million is about the going rate for, you know, Luis Severino, Frankie Montas, or whatever. We can spend a little less than that and get a role as Chapman and have somebody who is flat-out dominant – save some money and go get our starting pitching another way, which I think sent them down the trade rabbit hole. And we'll see if it nets Edward Cabrera or somebody else. But I mean, I sort of understand that thinking and they really want to be aggressive with their bullpen this year. They're going to be aggressive with their bullpen this year. And if you think about it, signing Chapman, it actually has implications in like the fifth and sixth innings. And you basically don't need all that much out of your starters. So if you have Chapman, you can go Holderman, Chapman, Bednar. You can deploy Majinski in the sixth. I mean, and you might be able to deploy Majinski for a second inning. And he's got a background as a starter. Yeah. Would have no issue doing that. So all you need out of your starter is literally four competent innings. And so you're lessening the load on Priester, Ortiz, Ruanze. Um Yeah, so I, I do think one is related to the other. I just I'm not saying one is excusing the other.
2: Jason, uh our, our time as uh, you know, Pirates Insider talking to me who no longer is going to do pirate shows, that's come to an end, but I'm glad that uh we still get a chance to talk a little baseball on the air and I hope that we continue to do that as well as other sports soon well, enough.
0: I I plan on being around all sports, so I, I hope you all will have me. Um, and I hope you're still <laughs> on the air, Josh, you do an awesome job. I love listening to you. So uh, let's do this again.
2: We will. Thanks buddy. Appreciate it. Enjoy Florida. All right. Yep. Later on. All right. Jason Mackey joining us from down South. He's eating grouper tacos. He's talking to baseball players. He's enjoying the 75 degree weather and. I look outside and there's still snow on the ground, and it's not baseball season here yet, but it is baseball season in Bradenton. I, uh, you know, I think one of my my biggest regret. I've had a few, Joel, but I, I have I have never been to spring training. Two years, oh, eight years here, on the fan, at the fan. Two years as a pre- and post-game host, never a spring training for me. Not even for, you know, two or three days. Yeah, never, never. But you know what? I think now I'm just going to go down as a fan, maybe next year. Maybe maybe I I, I do know someone that has a house down there, and I, I have a couple connections maybe there. I can go down, I can play a little golf, watch a little baseball. I don't have to interview anybody. While I'm there, I mean, I could, I guess, I, they they might credential me still, but I, uh, I I've never been to spring training, I've never been to Bradenton or Anna Marie Island. It's a it's a bummer for me. I would like good to time go.
0: to good time to take a vacation week around that time probably.
2: Yeah, yeah, and that that might happen next year. There might be a little trip next year down to the Bradenton, the Greater Bradenton area. I met their uh, their director of tourism for Bradenton at Pirate Fest. He gave me his business card. Very nice man. And uh, he said, "Hey, let's uh, let's build a relationship here." Now he probably didn't know at the time that I was going to stop posting pirates pre and post game shows. But hopefully, he still wants to do business with me and talk with me and maybe take me uh, take me around town. Probably not a bad pro- pr- Probably not. Anyways. Uh, that's really interesting stuff from Jason Mackey. The Henry Davis stuff in particular, really interesting. Uh, I, I, So interesting, in fact, I tweeted the quote out. Quote, he's been the best catcher in camp by a mile, is what Jason Mackey said about Henry Davis. That kind of goes against those little rumors coming out that Henry Davis was going to start the year in AAA, does it not? Let's talk more about that when we come back. I'm Josh Roundtree. a Fan Evening Show.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.